All right, shalom, and welcome to part uh, four. I was about to say part three, but then that would be a repeat. So, Ish Pela and Shomer Man still here on Yokanon 7. We only are in verse five, but right now we're talking about Bear Sheet 4910. Please continue, Ish Pela. So, okay. So, this says. What's up with that brazen dog over there? Uh, he's alright. He's not hurting nobody. <laughs> he's just, he's just, he's just up and awake right now. He, he's saying tag, tag. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. <laughs> oh. uh, it says, it says until when. Alright, see, see. He was just, he was just waiting for me to start, start talking. It says until when arrives Shiloh. Ankalos, followed by Rashi, renders until the, the Messiah comes, to whom the kingdom belongs. The Midrash explains that the word Shiloh is a composite of the words Shiloh, a gift to him, mm. a reference to the king, the king Messiah, to whom all nations will bring gifts. This verse is a primary Torah source for the belief that Mashiach will come. And the rabbis always referred to it in the Middle Ages when they were forced to debate with clerics of other religions. The word until does not mean that Yehuda's ascendancy will end with the coming of Messiah. To the contrary, the sense of the verse is that once Mashiach begins to reign, Yehuda's blessing of kingship will become fully realized and go to an even higher plateau. At that time, all nations will assemble to acknowledge his greatness and pay homage to him. Okay, so Bereshit 49.10 is directed to the story of the birth of the Messiah because nations were completely coming to give him gifts as a child. Yeah. Man, boy. The the more I learn, I got to vent real quick, man. Sorry. The more I I learn about the birth of Mashiach, the more I get, like, I can't believe that was connected to Xmas. You lose so much understanding and insight. Why was he giving frankincense and myrrh? Why was there wise men coming to visit him? Why were there shepherds? Why were there anybody coming to visit him? So, yeah. So, anyway, uh, Technical difficulties, obviously. It's getting too real. So stand by. Shalom Aleichem. Aleichem Shalom. Okay, so we're at the acronym L-I-G now, huh? <laughs> Yo, you saw that? <laughs> let it go, let it go. Wow. So we got G-Y-S, get you some. We got G-S-H, get some help. And now we got L-I-G, let it let go, go, let, let it, go. it go. Wow. <laughs> Okay, I'm I'm sorry. I had to do that. So before we lost connection, I just I just had to. So I'll I'll stop now. I'll 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 let you do your thing. Okay. So it says alternatively, until the tabernacle sukkah in Shiloh is destroyed, the kingship of David will not begin. Since David's dynasty is in intricably linked to the temple in Jerusalem, Midrash Agadah. Others suggest that Yaakov is referring to the, referring to the establishment of the com- 
the competing kingship of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, over the ten tribes that took place under the direction of the prophet Ahijah the Shilonite mm. in Shechem near Shiloh. And then, okay, so then I got to read this last part, and then I'll, then I'll turn it over to you. And this is like this is like this whole page is like full with like Mashiach, 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 Mashiach. It says, uh, though Yaakov could not reveal the end to his sons, he did provide them with tiny glimpses of the Messianic era. That's Arbanal. Arbanal is becoming my homeboy, homeboy, homeboy lately. <laughs> Judah's district will be productive and flow with wine like a fountain. So lush will his vineyards be that a farmer will tie his donkey to a single vine, true vine, you know, <laughs> for it will produce as many grapes as a donkey can carry. That is Rashi and Rashbam. The passage continues hyper, hyperbolically with more illustrations of the pro, the productivity of, Jehuda, of Yehuda's land. It says, Messiah is associated with a donkey rather than a horse ready for battle. Because he is depicted not as a warrior, but as a man of shalom, who represents prosperity. Thus, the simile of the vineyard, his wars will be won by God, not through force of arms. So forth. Well, all right then. You just going to drop the mic like that and walk off? Is that a yes? <laughs> I just, man. All I gotta say is a donkey can carry a lot of grapes. That's right. Alright, so I was in what the rabbis know about Messiah. So we're talking about Bereshit to Mal- Malachi about how the activity of Messiah is is uh, subjugating the nations to Torah. Mm. Well, in the back, mm. it has this uh, prophecy... Huh? Yes, <laughs> we it has this uh, prophecy fulfillment chart. So the prophecy is Yeshiyahu. Huh? It's got that. Yeah, it has a a whole thing where here's a prophecy of Messiah. Here's where it was fulfilled. Oh my goodness! Yeah, they do that, and it goes on for pages. But when it talks about the conversion of the Gentiles, because Mashiach believed in that, by the way. Yeah, he did. He believed that if you're a non-Jew, that you should be Jewish. Yeah, that's just... That's a sobering thought, by the way. If we're ever wondering, uh, I'm not sure, like, I don't know about this whole Jewish thing. According to Mashiach Yeshua, yes, you need to be Jewish. Anyway, Yeshiyahu 11.10 says... There shall be a root of Yeshai, which shall yep, which shall stand for an ensign of the people. To it shall the Gentiles seek, and his rest shall be glorious. The fulfillment happened in Acts chapter ten, verse forty-five. This is why Acts chapter 10 is not about canceling kosher food. Acts chapter 10 is about the nations coming into Torah. Okay? So, 
It says in Acts 10.45, which was uh, took place around 41 CE, by the way. So we're looking at uh, loosely 10 to 15 years after Mashiach's resurrection. So it says, they of the circumcision, which believed, were astonished, as many as came with Kepha, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Ruach HaKodesh. So anyway, there's that. Uh, to finish my little page over here about the nations, it says, Yeshiahu the prophet sees Mashiach as the root of Yeshai, which shall stand for an ensign of the people. To him shall the, the Gentiles seek. In Yeshiahu 49.6, Messiah is proclaimed with these words. It is a light or it is a light thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Yaakov and to restore the preserved of Israel. I will also give you a light to the Gentiles that you may be my salvation to the end of the earth. Malachi says of him in Malachi 1.11, From the rising of the sun, even to the going down of the same, my name shall be great among the Gentiles. So there's that. That was on page 100. Keeping it 100. Now I'm flying all the way to page 114. It says, Messiah was to be born supernaturally, as recorded in Yeshiahu 7.14. Therefore, Adonai himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And Yo, shall... that's in there? Yeah. 114. Oh, my goodness. Page 114. Oh, my goodness. So the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, Hashem with us. Messiah was to be born in Bethlehem, as prophesied by Micha in Micah 5, 2. But you, Bethlehem... So, yeah? Can I, can I ask a question? Yeah. So are they saying these prophecies are fulfilled or not fulfilled? Fulfilled. What are they saying? They're saying they're fulfilled. Yeah. Yes. But they're just not, I guess they're just not accrediting it to Yeshua then. No, this is accredited to Yeshua. Well, that's why I'm asking. Are you reading this out of the, the who, what, when, where, why, how? No, this is the what the rabbis know about the Messiah. Oh, This is okay. the Zim Zoom. Okay. The Zim Zoom book. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Because the author of... I was like, what? That's in there? I was like, oh my goodness. Now, um, the author of what the Messiahs, what the, wow, what the Messiahs know about the rabbis. <laughs> no, what the, <laughs> yeah, you've been done, I know what you mean. See what you made me do, each Payla? Alright, sorry. You got me all olive over here. Okay. Okay, so anyway, um, the author of what the rabbis know about the Messiah he actually was Orthodox Jew and came to know the Messiah like Yeshua. So he has all the sources that at some point would be covered in the who, what, when, where, why, what is going on. Oh, so you're cross-referencing. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. 
for real over here. All right. So anyway, um, Messiah is born in Bethlehem. It says Bethlehem, Ephrath. Okay. By the way, Ephrath, Galilee, all that kind of stuff. They're all related, connected. Mashiach shall come from Galilee. There's another drop on that. It says, though you be little among the thousands of Yehuda, yet out of you shall he come forth unto me that is to be a ruler in Israel whose goings forth have been from of old, from everlasting. So one who is to come has existed before the world was created. It's basically what that says. So that's crazy. Messiah was to perform supernatural deeds foretold in Yeshiyahu 35, 5 through 6. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. The lame man shall leap as a heart, the tongue of the dumb sing. For in the wilderness shall waters break out and streams in the desert. Sounds like uh, the Exodus. <laughs> This says Messiah was to die as an atonement for sin described in Yeshayahu 53, five through eight. That's not free, though. <laughs> it's not free. It's not not once saved, always saved. Now I can do so he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. Chastisement of our shalom was upon him and with his stripes. We were healed. We, we like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. But Hashem has laid on him the iniquity of, of us all. Okay? Messiah's hands and feet were to be pierced. Prophesied in Tehillim 2216. Uh-huh. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Uh, for dogs have encompassed me. The assembly of the wicked have enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. Messiah must also be resurrected from the dead. As predicted by Melech David, who said, For you will not leave my soul in Sheol, neither will you permit your Holy One to see corruption. Messiah had to come before the second temple was destroyed by Titus. The archangel Gabriel made this clear to Daniel when he revealed to him what would happen after the Messiah would come. Thus, Daniel is told, after three score and two weeks shall the Messiah be cut off, but not for himself and the people of the prince that shall come to destroy the city and the sanctuary. The commentators who follow Rashi's exegesis. That the Hebrew word Mashiach refers to King Agrippa, who died before Titus conquered Jerusalem and destroyed the temple. Confirmed this prophecy had to be fulfilled before 70 CE. But it could not be King Agrippa. Surely, Gabriel the archangel would not assign him the title Mashiach. He was not even of David's seed but a descendant of the hated Antipater and Herod, a, a, profligate, a profligate king doing all he could to please the Romans. I'm going to stop right there, but if you look at that, if you think King Agrippa is Mashiach, 
then you think Mashiach is all about pleasing the Romans. So that would be awkward. Oh, I got to say this. The Messiah will win the obedience of a large portion of non-Jews. Bereshit 49.10. (laughs) Okay. Yochanan chapter 7. What was that? Verse 6. All right. Yochanan 7 verse 6 says this. Therefore, Rebbe Melech HaMashiach says to them, my hour has not yet come. We read that verse. Okay. Verse 7. So Yochanan 7.7, the Olam Hazeh is not capable of Sina towards you, but the Olam Hazeh hates me. And for this reason, I give solemn testimony about it because of the Ma'asim of the Olam Hazeh are Ra'im, they're evil. Okay, so he just said the world can't hate you, but the world hates me. For this reason, I give solid testimony about it. So if you kind of look at that, yeah, if you give, if you look at that, you see, okay, so then why are we hated by the world? It's proof that the name of Mashiach Yeshua is up on us. We truly share in his suffering. But if he's saying this to his brothers, His brothers don't believe in him. So, in other words, the world is not going to hate you if you don't believe in me, is what he's saying. Because follow the dialogue here. He's talking to people who are telling him, yeah, 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 go on up to Yehuda. Go to the people who want to kill you. Go show them the works that that show that you're the Messiah. People need to see that. Trying to think, trying to think what, I mean, that's just a pretty plain, uh, simple statement, I think. He's just like, they're not capable of hating you because you do what the world does. Mm. Hazeh hates me for this reason. So I give testimony about it because the Alam Hazeh are evil. The works of the Alam Hazeh are evil. Wow. He basically tells them that your works are evil because you're a part of the Alam Hazeh. And I'm not part of the Alam Hazeh. I'm not of this world, you know? Wow. So then if we go, we got to go back then to the verse about my hour uh, has not yet come, but yours is already here. Because if he's talking to people who don't believe in him, he says to them, my hour has not yet come. Your time is always ready. The world is not capable of hating you, but it hates me. And for this reason, I give solemn testimony about it. I don't know, maybe that's not the the case, but it's just an interesting little perspective change if we look at the fact of the people who don't believe in him and how they're telling him, yeah, 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 go on up. And Michelle is like, verse 8, no, you go on up. (laughs) Yeah, you make Aliyah to the hog. I'm not going to this hog because my time has not has not has not yet been fulfilled. Well, I mean, we're kind of speeding through now, but uh, verse ten says, "When the Akim of him, when the, when his brothers made Aliyah to the feast, then Rebbe Melech Mashiach went up, but not publicly." It says, "But besod." <laughs> besod. There we are again. So what's this Yochanan 5.30? Oh, I don't know. I was looking at that too. You gotta go back. 
gotta go back. <laughs> back in time. Oh. 5.30. Is that what we sing? Shut it down. <laughs> Boy. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing either. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm not able to do. I'm just following my rabbi. He likes to sing when he drives. <laughs> he does. We sing Jewish hymns now. This is great. So I'm not able to do from myself anything as I fear, as I hear, I judge. In my mishpat zedek, because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the one having sent me. I give solemn testimony about myself. And this the testimony of mine. Wait, what? If I give solemn testimony about myself, the testimony of mine is not reliable. There is another given Solomon testimony about me. However, I have knowledge that the testimony he testifies about me. Is reliable. Yeah, so if you connect that to Yochanan 7.10, the reason he went up to the feast is because he was told to by the one who sent him. He didn't go He didn't go because his brothers told him to go. He went because Hashem told him to go. And those of Yehuda were seeking Rabbi Melech HaMashiach and Nahag and were saying, where is that man? And see, this is the beauty of Lapid is that we understand that Everything that we're observing right now is a shadow of the things to come, but we realize the body that casts the shadow, and so we're looking for Mashiach, his essence, in everything that we do. So yes. we're asking, where is the man? And that's that's something that's really important for a Torah observance, especially for believers in Messiah Yeshua. It's not that we're trying to like add Yeshua into everything. We're just seeking him out in everything. He's already there, you know, and um, I forget what I was thinking about, but I believe it was on maybe the Yom Tov. uh, Really want to shut down right now. Stand by. Shalom. Shalom. (laughs) That rooster. Yeah, he's there. Okay, so. I was trying to say that, um, like, when we're we're asking, where is that man? Yeah. So when we're uh, when we're doing our observance, like we're we're in Mashiach. And so it's kind of weird. The closest thing I can say, even though I don't really play video. Well, I can't say I don't really play video games because I don't play them at all. (laughs) Be like, well, I don't really play video games except for when I do. It's like. First of all, I don't have a TV, and I don't really get time to play video games, so that really wouldn't be accurate. But anyway, it's neither here nor there. When I have seen video games, there's this idea of being in a first-person perspective. So you're the character, but you can't see yourself, but you're interacting with the environment. And so when we look at our observance as Lapid that we're like literally first person perspective in Mashiach. So like we don't quote unquote see Mashiach. Like we don't see the name Yeshua plastered everywhere, even though we do see the name of Yeshua plastered everywhere, but like you're in him. So it's like, it's you're, you don't like 
get to see like a third person perspective like oh yeah there's Yeshua right there you know like him and I'm like not connected you know you kind of get what I'm saying kind of yeah like in other words like we're walking around in our own body but we don't see ourselves you know it's just like when we're observing the mitzvot being in Mashiach like we're in him so like Right. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Trying to trying to say, yeah, I'm just want to make sure that when I'm saying this, Brock, I put Yeshua's name in there. It's like you don't have to do that just by default saying the Brock. Well, I mean, that is Yeshua. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, it, it even even when we say, you know, uh, I, you know, when we're like, uh, what do we say? For the sake of the unification, you know. Yes. So it's like it's like even though. Even though we may not see that unification, and we, we pray that you know we're, we're worthy to to have the the name unified for our you know what I mean not necessarily for our sake but for His sake, and uh, just to have us be that vessel in which we can uh, uh, how do you say like help restore its greatness and help restore its glory its and His his honor, you know, like right. the fact that, that we pray that, you know, may, like this is why I'm doing it, you know, because we want to see your your name magnified and glorified and, and, uh, oh, man. you know, not out of, not out of, oh, because I have to do this because mm. I, I, you know, this is, I'm working for my salvation. No, not necessarily. Jews don't believe that. <laughs> uh, it's, it's our obligation. It's like the least we can do. The the most beautiful thing I probably read is that, uh, you know, what, you know, just you, you, you can kind of go on for days, basically like, what is our righteousness? You got that thing. You have, you have the, our righteousness are like filthy rags before him. Mm-hmm. And really the righteousness ain't, ain't even for him. They're, they're really for us. Yeah. You know? And, uh, like, not, not to sound selfish, but like they're, they're, they're so that we can be sanctified. And, um, like he doesn't need our mitzvah. We need the mitzvah, you know? Yeah, that's true. And, and, um, the, but the ultimate beautiful thing that I've heard is that, that anything that we could be doing, should be doing is, is like a drop in the sea compared to what we ought to do, you know? Mm. And when you think about it like that, because, I mean, like, yeah, we all fall short and we all, like, you know, there's some things we could be doing better. But it's like, like, yeah, but even if you did all that, like, it's still a drop in the ocean, you know? Wow. Yeah. I mean, I just think it's a beautiful thing for us to, like, really seek out Mashiach and all that we do to where, you know, when we're praying during the lulav waving, you know, we're we're literally praying for salvation, and you know, it's yeah. just, by waving the lulav, we're we're like embodying the manifestation of our prayer. Yeah, and ultimately asking Hashem, like, let there be nothing that hinders us from you. You know, like we're yeah. we're, we're tired of fighting this fight. You know, right? Help us finish the fight. You <laughs> know, save us, fight save us from. Fight. Fight. Yeah, fight the good fight, but ultimately, Hashem, you fight our battles, you know? 
And, and while we're on the Lulav, just want to point out that I think it's so epically violent that the Lulav has the elements of a human body. The Etrog being likened to the heart. Heart. The Myrtle being likened to the lips. Lips. The Willows being likened to the eyes. The uh, palm branch being likened to the spine. And so you have all these things put together, and they also represent the name, the Yodin Hay with the Vavin Hay, because there's four different parts. And so you're like Hashem being the man, like we brought down earlier, Hashem is called Ish, man. So we're waving the man Hashem of repentance when we're doing the uh, Lulav, and we're crying out for salvation. So understanding that salvation is repenting to Hashem in the form of a man. So wow. that's absolutely insane. <clears throat> Next verse. Then those, uh, no, 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 no. Where am I? Oh, and 12. there was much, there was much murmuring about Rebbe Melech Hamashiach among the multitudes. Some were saying he is Tov, but others were saying Lo. He deceives the multitude. Oh, dichotomy. So, yeah, we totally see that today. There's the difference I would say today is that the people that are saying yes, and the majority of them, I should say, not not necessarily uh, we at Sar Shalom or uh, what have you, but for the majority of followers in Mashiach, um, they are no longer Torah observant. So when they say he is Tov, that is why the other people are saying, Lo, he deceives because look at their look at his followers. You know? And so, yeah. There's this, uh, <clears throat> oh no, that's going to be a later elucidation. Never mind. Yeah. <clears throat> I, was pulling, I was pulling out the W's about uh, who did they say Mashiach is because they're like, I thought it was Eliyahu. I thought it was the prophet. I thought it was. Yeah, uh, Yeshua, the son of Yosef, you know, and uh, on the who section of the five W's about Mashiach, or yes, five W's and one H, the who, what, why, how, when, where, why, yeah, <laughs> on the uh, who, at one point it was talking about how depending on where you fall, like if you're a person who makes teshuva, and you expect and anticipate the redemption, or if you're a person who's not making teshuva, yet you're aware of the redemption, if you're not making teshuva and don't care about the redemption, or whatever else option there is, that depends on what Mashiach is going to look like to you. What? Yeah. So that was in there. Uh, I want to see if I can find that. Because that, that would correlate to the back and forth that we're getting into now, starting from verse 12 and Yochanan chapter 7. Because at this point, you're going to see all the fragmentation of Mashiach. And Rabbi Griffin so, elucidated that in his drosh on Shabbat. Yeah, so, so, what? Okay, so, so, basically, that's why he asked Kay for that. He said, who do, who do people say I am? You're right. Because he was, then he was like, well, some say you're Eliyahu, some say you're uh, one of the prophets, some say you're, you're the, uh, what do you say? I forget what else he says. 
But then, then he says, "Who do you say I am? You know, who am I to you?" Basically, is what he's asking. You know. Right. Man, I didn't, I didn't catch that. Well, you about to? Uh, hopefully, I can find this. But like, so, so, who, what people perceive Mashiach as says more about them than it does about Mashiach. <laughs> now, yeah. Right? Is that is that is that correct? Is that what I'm hearing? That is that is very correct for three hundred. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find it. Bezrat Hashem. That's crazy. <laughs> Where did I find that? Oh my goodness. <clears throat> yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna source it out, bro. I'm gonna source it out. Keep going, please. Well, I'm just. I'm just kind of reading. Still here. Just. Just trying to understand this, what's going on here. But he says, uh, No one, however, was speaking openly about Rabbi Melech HaMashiach because of the fear of those of Yehuda. So, nobody's speaking openly because of Yehuda, the tribe mm-hmm. of Yehuda, <laughs> or those of Yehuda. Mm. So, maybe not all of Yehuda, but there's some in Yehuda. Right. But around the middle period of the Hog, so. Oneg, or after Shakri, after they waved the lulav. Ooh. Rebbe Melech Hamashiach went up to the Beit HaMikdash, saying Shurim, teaching Torah. So he's drashing. He's drashing. Therefore, those of Yehuda were marveling, saying, how has this man have been a, of a yeshiva Yoda Sefer? How has this man... Oh, how does this man... Okay. Come on. Technical difficulties, boy. Getting difficult with us. Shalom. Hey, Shalom. Got this... Sorry, I, I, I don't know what happened. I thought I was, I thought I was you know... <laughs> I thought I was still, still going. I was like, what happened? <laughs> no, you were just in the middle of a verse and it was like... Bitter. Okay, um... Give me a second. Um, middle of the feast, Torah teaching, they're marveling. Where did the yeshiva Yodea suffer? Yeah, I'm gonna go, go, go. You're probably like, what? That was a long time ago. Yeah, I like kept reading. <laughs> I did really kept reading. I'm still working on finding that source. Hang on. This is this case. So, 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 so. How does this man have understanding of a yeshiva? Yeah, Oda Sefer, scholar, not having learned. Therefore, in reply, Rabbi Melech HaMashiach said, My teaching is not mine, but the one having sent. Mm. If one wants to do the will of Hashem, he will have knowledge about my teaching. Whether it is of Hashem, or I speak only from myself. Tehillim 25.14 The secret of Hashem is with them that fear him, and he will show him his covenant. Wow. <laughs> Read that in Noah HaKaim. And also Bami Bar 16.28 And Moshe said, Hereby you shall know that Hashem has sent me to do all these works. I have not done them of my own will. <laughs> mm. Good night. The one speaking from himself seeks his own kavod. 
but he who is seeking the kavod of the one having sent him, this one is Nehemiah, and there is no avla injustice in him. Has not Moshe given you the Torah? Now none of you is able to 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 be shomer chukat Torah. Why are you seeking to kill me? Oh my goodness, there's so <laughs> many on this. So Deuteronomy 40, 32, 46. And he said to them, set your hearts to do all the, the devarim which I testify among you today, which you shall command your children to be shomer to do. Kol divrei ha-torah hazot. Wow. Mishlei 20, 29. Who can say I have made, I have made my heart pure? I am, to, I am pure from my sins. Kohela 720. Oh, but there is not a Zadik upon the earth that does not, that does, that does good and sins not. <laughs> there is not a Zadik on the earth. No. Isaiah 53.6. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And Hashem hath laid on him the iniquity, the guilt that separates from separates God from all of us. See also Proverbs 16, 1625. There is a way that seems right before a man, but its future is the Darche Mavet. Yep. What is that? The path to death. Oh. Lotto. Mm-hmm. Don't do that one. No. That's why you gotta think about which who is telling you this is the right way? Who is telling you this is the way that seems right? You know, because if you're listening to anyone other than Hashem, who's telling you do this because this is right, they're drawing you into the path of death. Says in apply Rebbe Melech. Okay, so and then so then so then you just keep you're able to keep Shomer Hukat Torah. Why are you seeking to kill me? Multitude said, you have a demon who is seeking to kill you. And Teshuva, Rebbe Melech HaMashiach, said to them, Of the Pe'ulot, the wonders of Hashem I accomplished, Echad, one Pe'ula, and everyone marvels. Moshe has given you Brit Milah, and not that Brit Milah is of Moshe, but it is of the Avot. And on Shabbat, you perpetually perform Brit Milah. Prayer sheet 17 to 14. This is my covenant, which you shall be shomer over between me and you and your seed after you. Every zakhar among you shall be circumcised. Mm-hmm. Uh, 21.4. Prayer sheet 21.4. And Abraham circumcised Yitzhak at age Shimonot Yamim on the eighth day as God had commanded him. Ikra 12.3. And in the the eighth day, the flesh, the foreskin shall be circumcised. Okay? If a man receives Brit Milah on Shabbat, the Torah of Moshe may, and the Torah of Moshe may not be broken. 1714? Verse 1714? Oh, okay. Oh, it says, uh, the uncircumcised whose of his Orla is not circumcised, that Nephesh shall be cut off from his people. My bread. My covenant, he has broken. Mm. Are you angry with me because I have gave a man refuah shlema on Shabbat? Do not judge according to 
appearance for Judge Mish- with Mishpat Zedek, righteous judgment. Zechariah 7 9. Thus says Hashem Zavahot, saying, Administer Mishpat Metz. Let every man show Chesed and Rachamim to his brother. Samuel, 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel 16 7. One second. Phone's acting weird. Doesn't want me to put 1 Samuel up. <laughs> Probably because it's to uh, get you some verse. Man. Oh, man, I got like four four books open right now. Just realized. <laughs> I was there at one point. I had a uh, a couple of different books open, and I had like three bookmarks <laughs> in one of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so first name is not not wanting to to work with me, but Eshiyahu eleven and his delight shall be in the fear of Adonai, and he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. Hmm. Ecclesiastes nineteen fifteen. He shall do no perversion of justice. He shall not respect the person of poor, nor favor the person of great. But in righteousness shall you judge your neighbor. Mm. Therefore, some of the ones of Yushalayim were saying, "Is it not this man whom they were seeking to kill?" <laughs> He's asking, like, "Who's trying to kill you? Isn't this the guy they were trying to kill?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. And he nay, he speaks publicly, and they say nothing to him. Perhaps the mean the Manhigim, the Gedulim of Judaism, have knowledge of this man is the Rebbe Melech Hamoshiach. So they're asking the question: Is this man the Rebbe Melech This man, we have knowledge where he is from, but the Rebbe Melech Hamoshiach, whenever he comes, no one has knowledge where he is from. Therefore. The Behamikdash, while teaching, Rabbi Malik Hamashiach cried out, saying, You have knowledge of me, and you have knowledge of where I am from. I have not come on my own, but the one who has sent me is Naaman. It's trustworthy. He is the one of whom you do not have knowledge. I have knowledge of him, because from him I knew I knew who, and he is the one who sent me. Did he really just say, I am he? Yeah, Ani Vaho. Oh, word. Yep. Where did I put that source? <laughs> That's funny. And we have it. Ending of the recording. Stand by. Is what happened, man? I don't Shut know. Up. Keep going with what you're talking about. Yeah, I think we're just going to finish. What's up? I want to leave you. Oh, yeah. Huh? Keep going. I'm talking to uh, my Abba over here. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, what was that? What was the last thing I said? You're talking about uh, Ani Hu. Oh. Ani Hu. Okay. You will seek me and not find me, and where Ani Hu you are not able to come. Therefore, those of you who have said to themselves, where is this man about to journey that we will not find him? Surely he's not about to soar, John, to the Golis of the Greeks, to teach uh, the Greeks. Golis. The Golis. <laughs> so, so Mishle, what does it say? Mishle 128. Mm. Then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall look for me diligently, but they shall not find me. <laughs> what? 
Yep. Oh, man, for the hated knowledge did not choose the fear of Hashem. Wow, wow. That's the next verse, by the way. <laughs> they would have none of my counsel. They despise all my repute, my reproof. Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own schemes, devices. Mm. For the waywardness of the simple shall slay them, and the complacent contentment of fools shall destroy them. But the one who pays heed unto me, Chokmat Hashem, i.e., the redemptive word, not only Hashem's creative agent, but the one who comes with a healing mission according to Psalms 107.20 through Mashiach, has to die in the midst of his healing mission to com- accomplish our healing from guilt and punitive dread, <laughs> shall dwell safely and shall be secure from the terror of evil. Wow. I mean. Listen to Mashiach, y'all. Just, just, just do yourself a favor. And let's, <laughs> let's just listen to him. And listen to him. Let's tremble in fear and... Did we just get through all of Yokanon 7? No, not yet. Okay. Uh, I'm actually at... Where am I at? Oh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> almost, almost. What is the... What is this, the var which, which he said, you will seek me and you will not find me. And where I go, you are not able to come. Okay, now we're at the now we're at the climax of, of his of his uh of his drosh? Oh well, yeah, where he's where he's uh, if anyone's thirsty let him come to me and drink. And there's a whole lot of cross references on this one. <laughs> like it's like Baiku twenty three thirty six. Yes Yahoo fifty five one twelve three forty nine ten. Yes, sir. Man, we drushed all the way through the nighttime. It's interesting too, though, because because Proverbs Proverbs is accredited to the Torah actually speaking, you know. Right. But, but it's really Mashiach, but it's the Torah, but it's the word of Hashem. But mm. it's yes. <laughs> Man, that is legit, though, man. That can't be. And they should look for me down here. They shall not find me. Okay, I gotta remember why. I took a picture of this. I remember doing, I remember looking and reading that. Where is it? Mashiach and the Zadikim. Consolation, prayer mitzvot. I really can't remember where I captured that. Wow, he actually in here in the in the OJB. Mm-hmm. He calls Nicodemus Rav Nagdimon. Right. I just think it's interesting because it's like I remember reading. Uh, what was it? Um, Pirkei Avot, the one that. Uh, you shall, you shall let me borrow it for days. What you doing saying with that? in there like that? Uh, I, no, no, I don't have it now, but when I did borrow it, I took a picture of it. Uh, let me see if I can find it. 
See if I can find it. I don't know if I posted it or what I did with it. I think I just took a picture of it. <laughs> I need a better way to like tab my picture. My pictures, I should say. Mashiach is represented by the Zadokim who reveal the pathways of spirituality. Mm. Oh, man. Can I drop something on you real quick? Yes. I like love it. I got to find it, though. It's in the green book. So, hey, Dolly. Shout out to my brother-in-law. Come on. My, uh, what is it? My Gimoyot Samich. So we found something pretty interesting about uh, Psalm 119. Mm -hmm. So this psalm is an acrostic of the Hebrew alphabet, uh, the 22 letter Hebrew alphabet, eight times. So 22 letters, eight times, you know. So you end up with 176 verses, right? Well, the a big the um, okay. So every eighth verse in this acrostic begins with an olive, or not, I mean not olive, but a. So like so okay. So you go to the first. You go to the first eight verse. So verse eight in Psalm 119. Mm-hmm. It's an olive. You go, you count eight more verses, you go to, so Psalm 119, 16, it's a bet. You count eight more verses, you go to uh, the next eight verse, whatever, the 24th verse, it's a gimel. Mm-hmm. You count eight more verses, and it's 32, it's a dollar. So, like, on top of the fact that it's, like, continually going through the... Uh, all of it, eight, the eighth verse is one whole long, like, continual all of it throughout it on the eighth verse. Wow. <laughs> Another late Yeah, I was like, say, what? Yeah, I was like, oh my goodness. I could not believe it. Well, you need to believe that, know that, and trust that. Yeah, that was pretty cool, though. I was like, man. Are you kidding me? Man, what I'm really starting to like freak out about is where did I read that about the Mashiach? Man, I gotta find this. It was so legit though. It was somewhere out of like Shemot by Shemot Rabbah. But they quoted it in here. Yeah, they quoted it in, in here. And it was like so legit. Mm-hmm. Mashiach will reveal an awareness of God. Really? We're going? Okay. Mashiach will reveal an awareness of God, which we will feel at all times. God's exaltedness will become very real to each and every human being. And out of awe and respect, everyone will honor God through prayer. That's page 109. Still searching. Stand by. Hey, Shalom. Shalom, Maki. Welcome back. Okay, keep going. I 
I'm still looking for it. I ain't found it yet. But you were you were getting ready to drop something, and I didn't hear what you dropped. Okay, so Mashiach, and then that's all I heard. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying, uh, Mashiach is basically going to bring about an awareness of Hashem at all times. And so it was like prayer and serving Hashem is going to be a lot more easier because we're going to always be aware of Hashem. Yeah, um, my book... I don't have it in front of me. I left it inside. But the book of Mashiach says, like, because it's real easy for us to be like, oh, you know, can't wait for the redemption because it's going to be so awesome. And, like, we're finally going to get to, like, relax in paradise and da 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 But it's like, no, like, we're, like, like our whole lives are going to be devoted to the service of the show. Like, wow. Like, it's, it's, not, it's not even so that we have, I mean, we'll have rest, but it'll be like, um, it won't be leisurely. Like it, I mean, we're just gonna like we're gonna innately want to serve Hashem. The bread hotter show, man. I think I'm gonna go through this whole book by the time I find it. <laughs> more drugs, more drugs. <laughs> Oh, I think he heard me. Wait, what are you looking for again? I'm I'm just looking for something that I read in here. And the uh in this thing in this book. Uh come on. The Talmud teaches Shabbat one oh four A truth stands eternal. Whoever is on the side of truth need not to fear for his position. Come on, where are you at? Talking about Teshuva, different Mashiachs. Man, sometimes these books need to come with a search button. Boy, 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 who are you telling? <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, I, I still ain't found my my my, my heat drop this in this green book. You still ain't found that? No, man, I have not found it. Oh man! Like I've I've not specifically like what I'm looking for. Like like it basically said that uh, it, it went through the five levels of the soul, and it said that that Moshe operated on Haya, but Mashiach's gonna operate in Yehida. Mm. Like specifically Mashiach, and I was like, "Well, yeah, because he says, you know, make Father, make them one, like you and I are one. You know, make them one with me, like you and I are one." But I, I haven't found the source, so I like now I'm like sources hatred because I lost it. I was like, "Man, where'd it go?" I know I read it. Just know it's real. I'm not MSU. I'm not making it up. But everybody wants a source nowadays. Yeah, you know, we got to switch things out. Oh, sources. Please. It'd be your will. Oh, man. Oh. What? No, I know I didn't just go through this whole song and didn't find what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. 
by praying. A person acknowledges his own inadequacies to implement his intentions. He accepts that he must defer to and depend upon a power greater than himself, God. Thus, prayer symbolizes humility, an important trait to Mashiach. Page 43. Come on. This is so crazy. I remember reading about all this, and and for some reason I can't find it. (laughs) Yeah. Like fine oil, Mashiach will have the power to draw the whole world to his teachings. Hmm. Yeah, it broke that thing down like a ninja. We're talking about how like, it's either Mashiach is a prophet, or he's Eliyahu, he's Mashiach. His, okay, the source I'm looking for basically says that, like, bringing heaven, it had something to do with, like, bringing heaven and earth together. Ooh. Yeah, it was legit. Damn, I can't find it. I'm going to find it. Hashem, help me find it, please. Uh, I've gone through just about every page of this book already. Forgot to ask if uh did you finish opening on seven force? I, I I didn't. You did? <laughs> I didn't. Oh, you didn't? Okay. No, I forgot what I was doing. That's why. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't even remember where I was at. Oh, I was getting ready to chase down all these, all these cross references. Oh my goodness! I guess my phone is just having some struggles. But we shall keep recording. Welcome back. I have no idea what's going on with my phone. <laughs> Are you there? Shalom. Hello. All right. So, uh, La is out and, um, I'm Shomer Man here to finish it up. So I still been looking for my, uh, source in the, the five W's about Mashiach. Uh, with how is he seen and we're yet to finish Yokonan 7 but 
you know, Baruch Hashem, it's been a fun journey and lots of amazing things going on. So with this little bit of time that I have left, I'm just going to finish out uh, however much this recording will go. been trying to keep it around one hour for the sake of being able to listen to everything. But I'm on page 183 and the who, what, when, where, how, and why. And it says Torah is parallel to man. As in Bamibar 1914, this is the Torah, man. Woman corresponds to prayer and praise, as in Mishle 3130. The woman who fears God, she will be praised. Torah and prayer were created with equal importance. Torah teaches the way of God and how to pray in order to attain it. Prayer brings a person to understand Torah and fulfill it, thereby opening the way to even higher levels of Torah, of godliness. Each is distinct. Each is a separate idea and world unto itself. But no, but one cannot endure without the other. And this is why we see the idea of there should be a man and a woman and they shall come together and they shall leave their parents. You know, that's the whole idea of Torah and prayer. It's likened to the relationship between a man and a woman. All right. So looking on page 98 in the Mashiach uh, book here, it's talking about Mashiach being the uh, wondrous advisor. So it says, Free will of which we have been speaking is intimately bound up with overcoming the Yetzirah. As Reb Nelson taught, categorically above, even after Mashiach comes, the Yetzirah will still exist. And people will have free will to choose between right and wrong. And therefore, even after Mashiach comes... Free will must exist due to the existence of the Yetzahara. What then will happen when there is no longer a Yetzahara? What kind of free choice will then exist? This is the subject of our sages' statement in the Talmud, Sukkah 52a. In the future, the Yetzahara will be slain. Obviously, the time must come when there will no longer be any Yetzahara. To sway a person away from God. But at the same time, the Talmud speaks about the death of Mashiach ben Yosef. And then it says, We have seen earlier that Mashiach ben Yosef represents all the Zadokim who strive to bring knowledge of God to everyone. When this knowledge is instilled in all people, then there is no longer a battle to teach people about God. Hence, There is no longer a need for a Mashiach ben Yosef to do battle. The power, or the war is won. The resolution of our problem is this. At the onset of the revelation of the Mashiach, the battle for truth against falsehood and good against evil will still be waged. As Mashiach's influence spreads, 
However, the people will be drawn to him and will exercise their free will to seek God and become rectified. All right. Well, after looking long here for what I was looking for about the confusion of who Mashiach is as far as if he's the prophet or uh, how exactly will he be seen? Um, not able to exactly find it. So Bezrat Hashem, I will do another podcast to uh, really kind of clear that up. But in the meantime, uh, so looking at Yochanan 7 about the different perspectives and viewpoints of who Mashiach Yeshua is seen as a it's definitely contingent upon the heart of man. So if we're seeing him as our true king or just a prophet or uh, things like that, that is definitely alluded to in Jewish literature. But I will end with Atik. And Atik is called the place of Mashiach. And so there's this, this idea that Atik being the ancient one, the ancient of days. Basically, it says that uh, the loftiest level, Keter actually has two levels. This is very Kabbalistic, and um, so this is a mystic interpretation of Mashiach. It says that um, there is the Arik Unpin, which is an upper level of Keter, and then the intellect of Arik Anpin, which corresponds to Atik. So it says Atik is referred to in the holy writings by several names. The Ancient One, the Ancient of Days, the Holy Ancient One. Though they do, though they do have different connotations, these names all refer to that exalted level of Atik. Therefore, to simplify matters in our text, we will use the term Atik. And so when we're looking at this level of the crown, it says that Atik includes all time and space. So right now I'm on pages 208 and 209. And so if you're looking at Atik, which includes all time and space, yet transcends it all, the soul of Mashiach resides within Atik, and it is from this level that all powers will be drawn. And since he transcends time and space, Mashiach can transcend every transgression ever committed and rectify it. For since he can transcend everything ever done, he can bring each person to a state prior to his having sinned. This is because in Keter, God overrides the rules that he set up for all the Sephirot and their interaction between each other and man. With the power inherent in this exalted level, Mashiach will be able to bring the world to a state of perfection. So, with understanding a little bit more about the level and the the flow of Mashiach from the heavenlies down into this world, it definitely brings us to really seeing how, even though Mashiach is within creation, he's outside of creation at the same time. And he's able to bring that element into a finite time and space. 
And so obviously that's kind of a really crazy concept to um, grab a hold of, but this is definitely a point of how Mashiach is slain before the foundations and so to speak, the world is forgiven even before it exists, which is why when you look at the seven things that existed before the world was created, one of them is Teshuvah and this idea that Hashem has already made a way for the world to be rectified and set right with him. And when we make Teshuvah, we're returning ourselves to Hashem and we're willingly accepting the sacrifice that was provided for us. And so Mashiach definitely represents that level. Uh, it also says at the level of Atik, it transcends anything that we can conceive, giving and receiving the left and the right reward and punishment and so on. At this level, there is neither past nor present or past nor future, everything is in the present. And we, and as we have seen, every part of creation from the first constriction until the lowest level of the world of Asiya is contained within Keter. Uh, it continues to just be more and more, uh, I don't know, it's just a lot of, a lot to wrap your mind around. And, you know, this is, this is definitely a time that you would say, what do we know? What do we know? So, Bezrat Hashem, uh, everything that was talked about and discussed would be uh, beneficial, helpful, bring a little bit more illumination to understanding who Mashiach is and um, really attaching ourselves to him and following after him and calling upon the name of Hashem. And that's really what we've been doing during this festival of Sukkot. Just really crying out to Hashem and returning our hearts to Him. And it's been an incredible three weeks of just really culminating the process of what we've started in Elul with uh, just making Shuva. And Mashiach says, you know, uh, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. May we continue to make Teshuvah, may we continue to repent, and even after we've done so, may we continue to repent, because, you know, we're to make Teshuvah on top of our Teshuvah. We're to repent even after we repent. Never have a moment that we think that we're completely there, that we've completely attained it all, but we must strain and press towards the high mark. And that is the calling, the upward calling that we have in the Messiah. So what do we know? What do we know? Baruch atah Adonai, Eloheinu melech haolam, Asher natananu Torah temet, Vechaye olam natabetokeinu. Baruch atah Adonai, Noten haTorah. Amen. Adonai, may you continue to bind us to the Lapid Mashiach Yeshua. May we merit to see the return of Mashiach Yeshua speedily and soon in our days. May you change and transform our essence. And may you cause us to shine forth your light and to bring in more and more proselytes. And the merit of Mashiach Yeshua. Amen. Well, Shalom and Shavuot Tov. And may your Hoshana Rabbah be blessed. May your Shemini Zeret and Simkat Torah be blessed. And may you 
uh, jump into Bereshit and just continue to glean. So this is Shomer Man, and on behalf of Ish Pela, we both say Shalom, and we're signing off.